Hey, nothing wrong with having a butterfly tattoo, okay? Oh, is this where you tell me you have a I have a wasp tattoo. Oh. Closest thing to a butterfly tattoo I've got. Yet. Welcome back to the Shaken Not Scared podcast. Here with you as always, your host, Eric and Bibi. Today we're going to be talking about the 2005 movie, The Beast of Ray Road, directed by Lace Scott. Before we get into that, how are you, Bibi? I'm okay. That's it? Yeah. Oh, We're simple. recording on a Monday, so I have... Coffee in you? A ton of coffee, still tired, depression. <laughs> I was about to add that one. <laughs> yeah, how are you? It's about the same, yeah. I'm happy that my niece finally got her vaccine, because she was the last one. She's 12 years old, so they were like on the edge of whether or not they could... But now that she is, now we'd have like nothing to worry about. Just She's taking our ripping our masks off everywhere. to the wind. Happy stuff. She's ready for hot girl summer. She's gonna cringe when she hears that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shayla. <laughs> but uh, let's jump into the creepy content. What do you got for me? Well, this week I didn't watch as much as last week. I feel like we had a lot more to talk about last time. The new season of Haunted on Netflix came out. If you've listened to us before, you know I watched the Latin American one, and I've seen the other two previous seasons. Any good stories? I've only seen the first one. I feel like with that show, it's a mixed bag of some stories are pretty good, and some are just kind of meh. And the first one was like, meh to me. You know, I like remember the show that I used to love when I was a kid. It was called Paranormal Witness, and I feel like every time I watch one of these like paranormal reenactment shows, I'm trying to like find that high <laughs> that I had with that show because it was like it could be terrible, right? I watched it as a kid, but I remember it being so entertaining. I haven't found anything that I like as much as that. Damn, so bad review for Haunted. Again, I only saw the first episode and they definitely have better quality episodes than others. So That's good. it might get better. Awesome. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll check it out too. When you're watching When I'm falling asleep. asleep yeah, <laughs> passed out and I'm just And I leave there, the TV on. Yeah. Sitting there in the dark. What'd you watch this week? I didn't watch anything, but we are reading Cujo by Stephen King. We have a book club with our friends, like fancy we're people. We're so old. <laughs> yeah. The plan is to eventually have them as guests, so stay tuned. We're not gonna mention who they are. We have a thousand times and a half. Let's hint hint there for from Boston, but we're gonna watch the movie and probably cover that in a future episode. But the book is fun. I love how cute Cujo is. I hate that he's, you know, his tragic ending, but everything that I read, I'm like, oh, Loki. I think, <laughs> I think a Loki. Well, that's sad because you know he gets rabies. Yeah, I know, and he doesn't even know it. Dogs are so pure, we don't deserve them. Vivi rolled. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because Loki's been such a teenager these last couple days. You'll see in the video, too, he did not Oh, yeah, we included our, our own beast in the Beast of Rare Road yeah. video. A nice transition, though. Did you have anything else before we move on to what no. we're drinking today? Go for it. So this one I was excited for. We've had it in the fridge for a couple weeks because, as we mentioned a couple episodes ago, too, we went to Whitewater, Wisconsin, where Second Salem Brewing is located. They have a couple of other spots where you can get their beer, but that seems to be their HQ. We picked up a couple of different beers. We got Beast of Bray Road Amber Ale for this week's episode, recommended by Chris G. Christson. He is the brewmaster at Second Salem Brewing. We met him when we went. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we met him. It was really cool. Just a little bit about Second Salem Brewing from Whitewater. Water. The name Second Salem comes from the early 20th century when locals referred to Whitewater as Second Salem due to its reputation. Witch trials? <laughs> due to its reputation as a site of witch gatherings at the Witch Tower. It's apparently the Star and Park Water Tower. My aunt has shown it to me before. It's the one that's on their Witch Tower beer, which yes. they also have at Second Salem. Strange murders. Mortars. Murder. <laughs> Strange martyrs. 
unearthly creatures in the lake and other unexplained phenomena. While we watched a documentary to go with the movie today, it's a hot spot of like the occult. I was wondering if he was referring to that political thing that everyone talks about. Oh, the satanic like, government? Yeah. I was like, is that in Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> the government is in Wisconsin. Yeah. The Beast of Bray Road beer. I can read the description from the website if you're ready for it. Give it to me. For decades, the Beast of Bray Road haunted the countryside between Whitewater and Elkhorn. After a long night of terrorizing the neighbors, we believe a seven-foot-tall, 400-pound hairy biped would have reached for this American amber ale. <laughs> <laughs> the Beast of Bray Road amber ale has voluminous body, malty complexity, and pronounced spicy, herbal, and piney hop character, and holds its own with just about anything on the dinner table. Ready to try it. Let's do it. I don't think you could hear that. She dick. It's a pretty cool color. Mm-hmm. It is an amber ale. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely amber. Mm-hmm. It's got a very thick taste. What I like about their beers is you expect it to be like your typical beer, and then it hits you with like a bunch of flavors that you're not expecting in a good way. Yeah, I loved all the beers that they had there. I know that the waiter, I forgot his name. but Xander. Thanks. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, Xander. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, probably not, but... Thanks for the the service. He was really cool. He was super nice. Super welcoming. He definitely said that the ones that were our favorite weren't his favorite. He said he had others. I tried a couple of his favorites and yeah, I get it. It was like the lighter, more citrusy summer stuff. Well, that being said, I did see their Untapped. If if you aren't aware of what that is, Untapped is an app where you can go rate your beers. But it has a 3.6 on there. Cool. I was going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. Same here. Really good. Cheers. Try it out. Go to Whitewater or Lake Geneva or their third location. They have a website, so. Are we doing things a little weird today? We are. The movie in general is a little weird. It's short, first of all. Definitely not like super highly produced. It's from 2005. And you can tell it's from 2005 with what the characters are wearing and stuff. It's also not like super popular. No, it has really bad (laughs) reviews on IMDb. Oh man. The guy who's, Leigh Scott, who's the director, he's made other movies like Shark Piranha or Piranha Shark. It's like saying that this guy directed Sharknado. Yeah. (laughs) You're not necessarily going to go in thinking it's going to be the greatest movie ever. I mean, it has its highs and lows it's so it bad that it's is, good yes <laughs> that's what i love about horror even when it's bad it's good it was a fun time to watch <laughs> if it's not clear already this movie is based on an urban legend in wisconsin you can tell by the description of the beer yeah he's so, gonna do the fun facts today i guess i'll jump into it it's not an urban legend that i've heard of until we talked to your aunt i had told you about it before because she had mentioned that on occasion they would take head accounts of homeless people in the counties because mm-hmm. there was worry that people were disappearing or there are actually people disappearing and, and they accredited they would chalk it up to is it that right yeah i'm sure not officially but yeah i think that's <laughs> an example of people wanting to find like a mystical reason for why something happened mm-hmm. but it gave us this fun legend and this interesting movie to say the least to say the least so the bray road beast or the wisconsin werewolf or the beast of bray road he's got quite a few names actually <laughs> Dogman. Dogman is one of them is reported to be a humanoid wolf-like creature allegedly witnessed in or near the rural community of elkhorn walworth county wisconsin And it has since become part of Wisconsin's folklore. And there are several books, documentaries, and even the horror movie today that we're covering on the subject. The most common known and the kind of person that put this story on the map was Linda Godfrey because she investigated this story as a skeptic, she says. And she became so involved, she came to believe in the beast herself. It's named for the road that it was first sighted on in 1936, Bray Road. Do you want to hear what it looks like? 
Just Farmland Street. Oh, I'm talking about the werewolf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, I've been there. I know what it looks like. They all look the same. <laughs> it's just road and farm. It's usually described as a hairy humanoid with canine features. Canine features. There's reports of it being anywhere between five feet tall to seven feet tall when Which, standing. honestly, not that tall. Yeah, <laughs> I'm five feet tall. You sure you just didn't see a hairy person walking look, around? if a man can go running around punching a kangaroo in the face, I can punch this Bray Red Beast in the face. <laughs> It's about the same height. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is that there's usually a sightings of it like eating or hunting or scavenging. But it tends to like leave people alone once they try to confront it, which I thought was a weird thing about it, you know? They're just so- big softies, babe. It could be. Um, Have you ever seen the movie with Bigfoot? Harry? Remember that? I forget no. what the movie was called, but it's like the family takes Bigfoot in and he's just a big softie. No, I do not remember it. I just think of when I ever want to talk about kid movies in the middle of my legend here. Bigfoot in a, a goofy movie where they go camping oh, yeah. is like what I think about. Or the abominable snowman in Monsters Inc. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so while the first original sightings were in 1936, most of the most recent sightings were in the 80s and 90s. Again, there's reports of people driving on this road and seeing a wolf-like creature keeping up with the car that's going up to 55 miles per hour, which would definitely freak me oh, out. Oh, for sure. In the documentary we saw, there was a ton of like speculation. Like People don't really know what animals look like. Like Honestly, someone could have seen a deer and been terrified. Like, you know, skeptics are saying those types that of people things. People just don't know what animals look like. Yeah. No, it was like us with the squirrel. Yeah, we didn't know what it was like. <laughs> the creature is said to run and walk on all fours, or it's legs or just its hind legs and it has been spied sitting on its hunches on and hunches. kneeling like a man you know when you like oh you like crouch kind of it has other names such as the man wolf the bear wolf and the indigenous dog man it's said to have gray and brown fur and resembles a wolf with yellow eyes and pointed ears you know your typical werewolf story in the documentary we watched there was like the documentary, by the way, is called The Brave Road Beast. It seems like it was done locally, interviewing Linda Gottfried, who kind of kicked off this story. People would seek her out because she did end up kind of being the main person investigating overall. She even wrote a book. The story originally garnished so much attention through like a tabloid, like one of those, the star, the National Enquirer type tabloids. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who coined the term, the Brave Road Beast. Brave Road Beast, I believe. Beast well, Bray. at least with the title of her book. Which is explained in the documentary. That documentary was like kind of weird because we thought it was going to be like, you know, recountings of like the witnesses and stuff like that. But it went into a little bit how like this area is associated with the occult. They even went into like how nobody talks about the Native Americans that were there on the land before then. And they have their legends of skinwalkers and things like that. The documentary focused on why potentially this beast could exist here and kind of goes into the history of like werewolves and talks about Egyptian stories and mythology and other things that refer to what lichens and things are yeah. but towards the end it brings up this guy who has video footage quote-unquote but it's just fog oh like, yeah it's <laughs> go watch it for yourself i think it's a cool way to bring attention to a local legend which it seems like from their point that the people don't really want it's except for sick and salem who's like legit making beers out of it now do you i feel like i've been talking for a long time i'll go into a quick overview of the movie and then eric's gonna sum it up for us i'll give you a minute okay it's, <laughs> it's a super quick overview I'll, I'll read it a new sheriff in wisconsin from chicago Oh, they emphasize a lot that he's from <laughs> Chicago. Investigates brutal slayings by a werewolf. That's it. They're like, what That's... are you from, fucking Schaumburg or something? Oh, yeah, they do insult, like, one of the girls saying she's from Schaumburg. I'm like... Thanks. I mean, Schaumburg's we're not, not from Schaumburg, <laughs> but <laughs> let ready. me get my timer. Are you ready? Are you loose? Oh, man, all the popping. All the cracking. It's because I'm about to turn into the beasts. 
after this one minute. One, two, three, go. Okay, so the movie starts off with a bunch of people in the middle of Wisconsin, and it's kind of just like the whole point is to say this is a small town. Everyone's uh, it's like a bunch of hicks, and there's like the cops, and everyone. It's a very small town. Everybody knows everybody, which is typical of places like this. Um, the there's a beast immediately kills this girl who was at the bar, and the beast starts to do a lot of random things. There's a lot of random scenes with the beast killing people, and then kind of getting connecting the dots with the cop, and the cop starts to get approached about. Uh, this, these things happening. There's this guy who's a wife beater. He's a piece of shit. The, the wife kills him and doesn't tell the cops, which is funny. But the, they start connecting the dots. There's these three brothers who are pieces of shit. And everyone's a piece of shit in this, okay, obviously. <laughs> and they're, they, the two of them get killed. The the third brother's like, I need the help from the cops. And the cops and him work together to go kill the beast. And so they end up going. Uh, the cop has this relationship with the bartender. Oh, my God, I got 10 seconds. He has a relationship with the bartender. He ends up having, like, this whole thing. And the bartender ends up being the beast. And then they all end up having to kill them. And then everyone fucking dies except for them. Not That's your not best. Good. No, it's not good. Because I was like, they still have to, I have to talk about how. I like how you worked in their pieces of shit at least three times in Wonder <laughs> One. That's what I said. Everyone's just a piece of shit. <laughs> well, they're portrayed as, like. Assholes. Villains, yeah. right? So you don't feel bad when they're killed. I missed a lot of details about the You did. Under. Also, you said that the wife killed the husband and she didn't. The wolf oh, yeah, he killed did. him. <laughs> and she like was going to shoot the wolf but waited till it killed her I husband. I was just thinking about the wife holding the shotgun and then later yeah. lying about how... His... Everyone has shotguns in this movie. <laughs> which I get. It's like a rural like, farm Texas town. Texas or Wisconsin? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Same thing. One of the guys in the documentary mentions, he's like, all the farmers know each other. If someone's on someone else's land, They'll you're already on the you. phone yeah. saying, hey, there's somebody on your land. Jesus. So, yeah. Can't be wandering around. Which is crazy because if you've driven through there, the land and houses are so spaced apart mm-hmm. that like you could die and no one would know. False. Not if you're in your own house. You ain't dying on your front lawn. <laughs> If you have a heart attack in your house, they're not going to know. This just means you need to throw yourself into the front lawn so your neighbors can see. Just throw yourself out the window so, so you're... They can call you and be like, there's somebody on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. It's me dying? No, thank you. But yeah, let's get into this movie because you just skipped through a whole bunch of details. This film is very clearly filmed in 2005. Also, please correct me if Hicks is not PC. I don't know. There's no real other way that I can think of to describe... The way that they portrayed these town folk. Yeah. Well, they they portrayed some of them badly and then others just like as normal folk. <laughs> Quote unquote normal. It's weird that the sheriff who's from the city, they give him a lot of shit. I feel like that's very true to small towns. Mm-hmm. Where if you're an outsider, you're always going to get a lot of shit. What are you, big city? Big city, you want to bring in your beliefs and thoughts? It's not that easy out here, boy. Is that something they legit said? I don't remember. They, I think the Hicks did. Yeah. The three brothers. The three brothers that are kind of assholes. Not kind of. They're definitely assholes. Yeah. Well, two more than the other one. He ends up being like a hero. A redemption. Yeah. Like you said, we open up in a bar. Uh, The bartender, Kelly, is kicking everyone out because it's the end of the night. They are all just hanging out. The one dude has very 2000s emo hair. Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't mean that judgingly. I had emo hair. I had purple hair and the straightened. Yeah, we'll post it on the Instagram (laughs) so you can see that Eric wasn't too far off from these fashions. My favorite thing about these fashions are like the fake tattoos that they put on everybody. They're always on like their boobs or like the one guy has belly buttons. Mother. Yeah. (laughs) Mother. What is he, Norman Bates? 
This is just the tattoo that everyone and their mom Yeah, has. it is. They have girls with like butterflies, which is another, I guess, like the girl version of the heart mother tattoo. Could have been worse. When I was in a quinceanera in high school, they gave us fake tattoo sleeves. Oh, <laughs> I remember those. They were terrible. Who let fashion be a thing in the early 2000s? The dialogue in this film's not great. It's oh, all it's about awful. how like one of the brothers is trying to get laid and the other one's like... The girl is literally standing in front of him and the brother is standing there and he's like, can't you see I'm trying to get laid? And the girl's like, that's really great. That's so great. And then drives off and dies. That's why she died. This is the first time in a horror movie she died because she didn't go have sex. <laughs> um, Her death is immediate though. It and is. And it's brutal. You know what? The deaths in general in this movie, although it's not oh, great, man, yeah. deaths are pretty gruesome. Some more than others are better. With her death, her car stalls. <laughs> you said she starts pouring oil into her car. Who does that? I don't know. I don't know anything about cars. And then she calls one person for help. And that's when the beast comes up behind her window and, like, attacks her, slashes her face. No transition. She immediately starts running. She's just in the forest running. <laughs> Next scene. And then she is killed. She's ripped in half and her intestines are falling all over the place. The beast is interesting looking. I feel like it looks more like a swamp monster than a werewolf. For being a probably lower budget movie, it's not terrible. I think even big horror movies make this mistake. The less you see a monster, the better. Because you're left to be like, what does it look like? This I, one's just in front of your face. Right yeah. Away. At the beginning when they're kind of showing hints of it is when it looks scarier. And I think they should have kept that. And maybe it would have made the movie a little more It's actually kind of cute. You know what it reminds me of? Creepshow. Do you remember the, the beast in the crate? Mm -hmm. Fluffy. He kind of looks like Fluffy. I guess. I guess all fluffy beasts kind of look alike. Cute. Cute. So that's the opening scene, and then the next one is when we're introduced to the sheriff who's from Chicago, and everyone's making fun of him for being from the big city, right? Later he explains that he left because he had a wife and got divorced and wanted a new start. And he's like, the city wasn't big enough for the both of us. The storyline in this movie, I told you, is very much like those monster movies. We were talking about how in Godzilla and Kong, you kind of don't really give a shit about the people. Oh, it's all about the monster. The monster. It's a creature feature. I felt very forced that they needed to give everybody a backstory. A little bit. I will point out that in the beginning scene, the sheriff finds the car himself because it's like an abandoned vehicle. He is collecting evidence and he's actually wearing gloves. In so many movies, they don't wear gloves and yeah. collect evidence. They literally properly. just grabbing it with their pinky and, and licking lick it. it. <laughs> and they're like... Semen. It's blood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Either or. <laughs> so he's immediately thinking it's something suspicious and he tells kind of like his partners that. And they're like, small towns don't get big time crimes like this, dude. It's probably nothing. Uh, false. It, Dahmer. <laughs> Wisconsin. Gein. Yeah, All Wisconsin. If I go to Wisconsin, I'm immediately expecting to I get murdered. I know I'm going to get murdered. Probably by a deer that flew out in the middle of the road. With a knife. <laughs> and the beast behind it. Yeah. yeah, he goes to the cops. The one cop says that she saw the car and that there was no blood on it and he's like no dude there was definitely yeah. blood on it everyone's kind of just brushing him off he yeah. wants to further investigate the car and that leads him to this couple that is always in domestic disputes there's a lot of slut shaming in general i mean it's 2005 yeah so it was the early 2000s it was everywhere every woman except for kelly and the cop are called a slut or a whore even whore. kelly gets called one at one point so yeah he, that's where he goes to like question like yo is this your car and he's like i gave it to my sister-in-law who's like no good and the wife her she, sister is the girl who died yeah. Yeah. She's got like a bruise on her face. The makeup is not good. It kind of looks like she burned herself with a flat iron. 
if a cop were to see that a guy has definitely just beat his wife, isn't it kind of your duty well, to Well, like, to you get the vibe it? that it's a small town, and, and no, you can't do anything unless the woman presses charges. They make a comment that, like, she's constantly calling the cops on him. Anyways, this guy keeps investigating, and he questions the three brothers that were seen with the victim the night before. The next scene is those kids playing video games. They have an interaction with the beast through the window. But this is what I was saying, that the, that the movie is kind of weird because characters are introduced randomly. I think it's just to say that everyone is starting to see this thing come around and kind of flood the cops to I say think... things are happening. Okay, I guess it doesn't really matter, but those two attacks, the one where the brother-in-law gets attacked and the wife and kids get attacked happens like the same night. There's even the guy who comes that we said looks like Tyler who's like he's missing cattle. What up Tyler? Yeah what up Tyler? <laughs> I think he listens. This lady with the kids are saying yeah we shot at it through the window we didn't really get it. Yeah like my favorite thing in this movie is that everyone's ready to shoot no hesitation and they're skilled. They're like bullseye even for the mom to have been like get the hell out the way kid because she tells the kid to open the curtain she's like move out the way and just blasts just the hole love that it's really funny because when they're all in the police station <laughs> the exposition scene <laughs> the right exposition away. is so bad <laughs> sheriff you didn't know but in the 1800s the everyone died <laughs> The same cop who was like, fuck you, you're stupid. Yeah, happened. like, really? That was it? That was the whole backstory? <laughs> this movie's great in the it, worst way. It is. There's town folk and they're clearly upset. My favorite thing is that there's this character named Sandy. And she's like, yeah, it's true. I, I'm writing about it on my web blog. She had April Ludgate. She looks exactly <laughs> like her. And then Pamela, the like acting sheriff until this other dude takes over. She's like, just because you got glasses doesn't mean you're I know you're, you're all smart. smart with your glasses. <laughs> Which is like such an early 2000s insult. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Yes, and? <laughs> and I've got a podcast. She had a web blog in 2005, okay? Before and they compare her to Geraldo Rivera, who was not a good... Because she dropped out of community college? I don't know if he did that. And has a show out of her basement? Same. I might as well have. Who is that? You, oh, you knew right away. Oh, he is a reporter who was, like, accredited with, like, really sensationalizing the satanic panic of the 1980s. Mm. More in it for the publicity than the facts person. He gets criticized a lot more now than Aren't he did all? back then. We get introduced to the cryptozoologist. There you go, because this guy comes in. He's like, you got a cryptid on your hands. Yeah, you got werewolfing licenses. Everybody's out here just shooting deer. You ain't got a sh license for a werewolf. Oh, yeah, because the sheriffs are trying to, like, still charge for hunting season. Then he's like, we'll charge for werewolf hunting license. Yeah, which is funny, right? Because you'd expect that from a small town that doesn't get very many tourists. You'd think, well, this, hunting this season craze, is probably their tourism. Well, hunting season. And then also you're like, even if this isn't real. We could potentially make money off of this. Yeah, it's like Mothman. Mothman's like a huge part of that town because it's what brings people in. And was... there's like statues and restaurants dedicated to it. Oh, for sure. It's like when you're in Salem and, you know, as shitty as It's the, all the about the witch Charles, yeah. Yeah, I think it was on the Water Podcast. They were talking about this town that had supposed Bigfoot sightings. And it's apparently like the most quote-unquote confirmed Bigfoot sightings anywhere else. I think I've heard of this place. And the people who like give... Bigfoot tours to go potentially see Bigfoot. They have a guy go out and dress Oh, that's as hilarious. But they're out here telling people that it's real. And it's like, well, if we're going to have them do this, they might as well see something. We've got to get some something exciting for the guests. It's like, dude, no. That makes you less credible. Yeah. Even if there is a real Bigfoot out there and you're saying there's a real one, but we're going to just What do if this. the real one had passed and you're thinking it's the other dude? And Michael, you wouldn't know. Michael Myers style. He just killed the guy dressed as Bigfoot. And yeah, he's just he's been in, this guy this whole time. And he's just standing. <laughs> yeah. Not even moving. Not even hiding. 
<laughs> in wide pan. But yeah, so the cryptozoologist gets introduced. Shows up. He's from Minnesota. 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 He puts his two cents in and says that he's going to follow the cop and help and start to He becomes very involved. Oh, he's... The man, he's he claims the he's writing a thesis. And then we get a shirtless cop scene, you know. You were the one who said they blew their entire budget on this shirtless cop scene because he's got, like, abs <laughs> no, 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 no. and his they flexing, blew the, a beer. the budget on the trainer for this guy <laughs> <laughs> to do this scene. Every movie has to have a scene where the main guy takes his shirt off and shows off all the training they put him through for the scene. Every movie, like a Marvel movie, you gotta put your actor through a body transformation. <laughs> yes, ex- unless you're uh, Christian Bale. He was oh like yeah! Completely. He's gone through some anorexic, crazy. And then he had to put on Batman weight, and then he had to go back for some other role. And he's like, "I'm not doing that again." Was it American Hustlers that he had to put on like 30 pounds and be fat for that role? Fat. Yeah. For that and role. Bigger. Yeah, this shit's insane. So anyway, this, this is what this cop went through because yeah, this is the only clearly. scene where he's shirtless. And then, like, the sex worker shows up out of nowhere at his house. Allegedly, because it's just every female character. I feel like in this movie, other than. Some of the main ones are just seen as this type of character. They are. Every girl in this movie where the cop is in the bar questioning people, the girls sitting at the bar are like showing their breasts to him like, you want to have a good time? All well, the that, girls are I like this. That's this character. I think those two are implied to be sex oh, workers. Okay. I don't know about the rest because they do just portray them terribly. It is terrible, yeah. <laughs> With their butterfly tattoos. Yeah, she just shows up at his house out of nowhere. And says he's gay for denying Not her. Not getting with her. Weird. Okay. Yeah, this whole movie is problematic in that way. It's the early 2000s problematic. That doesn't make it okay, but still. No, it doesn't. It, I'm just. Just keep that in mind. Reemphasizing <laughs> that it was a different time. Yeah. My favorite thing is like she gets in the car and she's like, this address. Oh, wait, I'm the driver. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Uber <laughs> or Lyft. That didn't exist yet. I know, but she acted like it did. Is she really? She <laughs> could tell the future. You have to put the address in the app, girl. First of all. She like grabs a cigarette and then starts just climbing up. I thought this was funny. She grabs a cigarette from her bra it's and broken. it's broken and they use the shot and in the next scene it's not broken. Oh, did they? I didn't see that. I just thought it was part of it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's it's awesome. like obviously broken too. It's in half. Hanging like cartoon And she style. lights the hanging part. Movie's great. Um, That's why I didn't even notice the next scene. I didn't even care to look at it because at this point the beast is on top of the car and is about to kill her. So you're just anticipating that. Yeah, her kill is pretty cool. She gets her head brutally ripped, ripped off. off. Yeah, guts everywhere. What this movie lacks in uh, good actors and makes up for in blood and guts. They keep talking about how the cops keep getting a ton of calls from different people who want to come and investigate. Mm-hmm. They mentioned Supernatural Kingdom keeps calling for info. The crypto dude tells the story of how pandas were <laughs> once thought to be a myth. Yeah, hilarious. He's, he's like, the people believe that there was this beast that was white and black. And, and only lived off bamboo. And that's how we discovered the panda. It's like yeah. super dramatic <laughs> for no reason. It's great. He's like, so this thing could just be something else that we haven't discovered yet. Which, true, sure. So these random kids find the girl's head and it does not look anything like her head you notice that her it's head the looks girl from like... the beginning oh is that why it was so yeah. decayed okay mm-hmm. so her eyes are like bulging out of the i'm pretty skull. sure it was the girl from the beginning okay they were looking for the bones they're like well if an animal's eating it you're not gonna find the body you're gonna find the bones the revelations in this movie are funny because just they're all standing around csi style trying to think about how <laughs> they're gonna find the body wow yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of moments for that yeah. Look for bones instead of a body. They mention it's because the human head is like the least consumable part False. of the body. You're a head pig's head and goat head? Okay, they said human. 
I'm just saying. You ever had go head? Yeah, that's Vidya, isn't it? Like part of Vidya? Yeah. Shout out to my uncle from Wisconsin, but he like Wisconsin. straight up grabs the fork and puts it in the eyeball of the oh, goat. Oh yeah, I've seen my uncles do that and it grosses me out so much. I'm yeah. like, why? You know what's funny is that, again, being Mexican. You're Mexican? Oh. Oh, oh no. If you had known that, you wouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> But it's funny, I'm like one of very little minorities in my office. And I've mentioned how we eat cow tongue and we eat like pig's feet. And we don't waste feet any And meat. goat's head. There's like tacos de cabeza, which is tacos of head meat. And they're like so grossed out by it. Yeah. Which is insane. Because it's normal to us. It's completely it normal. normal. Not even like a delicacy thing. It's just like, you want tacos de lengua? Which is t- uh, tongue oh, tacos. Oh, we're having a big party. We'll go kill the goat. Oh, yeah. When I was in Mexico, they literally brought a goat that they had just slaughtered. Yeah. Which is kind of a mess of a way to... Listen, but it's organic grass-fed. It truly was Not as processed. organic as possible. <laughs> they literally saw it before it got put on the plate. <laughs> you can't get more organic than It that. had a name. <laughs> So you said you wanted to point out the best scene in the movie. Oh my god, yeah. This is this just points out the gem that we watched, okay? So they're in the forest, the cop and the cryptozoologist, mm-hmm. and they're looking for these bones. They take a pause. All you hear is road in the background. Yeah, it just all sounds the cars like a zooming by. <laughs> and the cryptozoologist stops and he's like, wait, do you hear that? And the cop's like, I don't hear anything. He's like, exactly. No birds. And it, cue the birds right Chirping. at the moment. <laughs> At that exact second. <laughs> He's trying to say there's no birds, no squirrels. They're afraid. Which I feel like is a common trope in horror movies or creature features. Oh, they just used a ton of tropes in this entire movie. Oh, this movie's an entire trope. But I'm like, couldn't you have edited that in post? Oh, you could have. Especially with the road sound in the background that's yeah. just louder than anything anybody is saying. Except the birds. <laughs> Except the birds, yeah. So the dude and the cop bro out and then they have bear- the run in with the with the brothers. One of the brothers is being confrontational with the sheriff for like whatever reason. And they're all just like it's not that serious and they all pull guns out on each other. Even the bartender in the back pulls out a gun. Yeah, we haven't necessarily been focusing on the bartender, but she plays a huge role. In the beginning there's this quick interaction that he owes her a date, the cop. They clearly got a thing going on. This scene kind of reminded me of that meme from the office where they're all standing there holding finger guns. <laughs> each other cue the worst choreographed fight of all time oh it's so bad but hey it's fine they they had to blow the budget on the exercise they couldn't blow it on the choreography you gotta show that he's buff and can fight that one guy who keeps getting punched in the head and coming back for more oh my god like a bobblehead it does look like that (laughs) so to like further emphasize that this movie is from like 2005 the head that they found i guess they send it off for evidence and i guess to try to bring some kind of scientific science Fiction type element, scientific science to this film. Yeah, that's what they were doing in here, some scientific science. Literally, that is a line from them. I'm not even (laughs) exaggerating. No, I guess they send the head off to get like tested for DNA and the DNA comes back to be part wolf, part human, which is something that is mentioned a lot in the documentary. Sure, but it's facts to them. As well, I just loves to say it's almost human. He's talking about how there's like giant canines. He's like, but the rest of the bite, it's almost human. And then later he says something else. And he's like, yeah, just examining this. It's human. It's almost human. <laughs> so the, the white beater dude dies. He got ripped open and they're at the funeral. And the wife doesn't tell the cop that the husband is dead because the cop's like, where's the husband? Which is good for her. She's like, he's out of town. In someone's stomach, got him. We got another kill that I would say is like 
not the best one. It's a little weird. They're in the car. The dude with the early 2000s emo hair, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, all-time low style hair. Yep. Yeah. He's taking a picture with his camera phone. This is my picture phone. Picture phone. And you're like, what picture phone? I'm like, yeah, I remember. At Calling that time. it a picture phone? Yes, yeah, a camera phone. It was called a camera phone. Wow. Because you had to distinguish that That's it had a camera. because you were cool and had a razor, bit. Yes, but let's talk about the quality of these pictures, which Ooh. is pretty much the same as my razor. All two kilobytes of it. Yeah, it's funny because like, he's taking nudes of her with it. And I'm just like, that is some grade A quality blurry nipple <laughs> you're going to get in those pictures. So... This kill scene happens where they like hear something and typical the dude goes to investigate. He gets thrown against the car all bloody and this chick runs out. And gets her leg eaten? And, yeah. pull, and crawls away while he's eating her leg? She's like crawling away for her life and he's just like, let me eat this leg right... Or she, which we find out later, is like, let me eat this leg right now. Later too, she attacks people but also takes time to eat. Yeah, that's, you, gotta, you gotta get your well-balanced meal in. While fighting? Yes. You don't ever just be punching somebody? If this somebody. is the only time you eat, you gotta focus on uh, it. Yeah? Yes. You just mid-punch snack? <laughs> don't you get hungry when you're fighting people? No, you're um, just bleeding and hurt. Her running in the woods, though, and, like, it was a badly acted scene. The way she got killed, she was like, ah, slowly dying. My leg. My leg. <laughs> also, let's talk about how this was the era of low-rise jeans. Because everyone's jeans are at their crotches. And I'm like, I'm so sad that I lived through this fashion era. You did that? You wore that? That was the only thing that was sold. And I was a chubby 11-year-old. Oh, no. It was not a good time. Oh, no. You were living in 2005? Uh, probably. How old like, am I? I was 13. Then, yeah, I was probably 11. Damn, that yeah, was because I started high school in 2008. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that wasn't a problem for guys. I think everything was just baggy for me. <laughs> <laughs> the girl shows up at the cops and says, Case solved, but I killed a bear. I killed a bear, that was it. I like how this movie's like makes up for the fact that they can't show the bear by having the cop come in being like, Why is there a bear in the lobby? And <laughs> you never see the bear, you never see the bear. I thought I had just missed it. No. <laughs> <laughs> You, if they had a bear, they definitely would have, like, put it in even, every scene. It's not even that hard to just get, like, a fake bear. A CGI bear. You can go to, like, Spirit Halloween and get, like, you a put a dude in a costume. We get the scene where the two brothers are, like, trying to hook up with the girls from Schaumburg. And you get the big one and I get the other one. Yeah. The one that I want. And they're just fighting each other in front of the girls. And the guy's like, huh, look at that pickup line. It's terrible. Let's it, make out. She's the one who's like, you want to make out? He's like, I thought you'd never yeah, it's it's so badly acted. The two girls there are not good actors either. So, pointing this out for later, there's a fridge with a lock on it. A lock and chain, which apparently holds where the guns are. Do you remember this? No, I did not, but I believe you. Because <laughs> really? logically, why wouldn't you keep your phone? Later, it's cold? where the third brother comes to the cops and is like, y'all want to get these guns? And he pulls out Uzis and AK-47. Oh, and yes, he does. He like out pulls out a whole arsenal. Yeah. Which I'm sure is accurate for small town America. Well, and I was like, is that an Uzi? What the hell are you doing with an Uzi in Wisconsin, bro? Deer hunting. Uh, why? <laughs> with an Uzi? That thing's not shooting back at you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They've evolved to shoot back at you. <laughs> These brothers are also killed by the beast along with their dates. And this is kind of like the final show off, right? Because the other brother feels guilty that he wasn't there. And he goes to the cop and is kind of like, you need me to help you fight this beast. And the cryptozoologist is like, I'm going with you too. And there's like this moment where he pulls out like Wolfsbane. And Nightshade. And Nightshade, which is a common mythology. They did the minimum research here. <laughs> the brother points out something funny though, because he's like, you plan to get that close to it? That's a short needle. He's like, hmm, fair point. They're making homemade silver bullets. They are. You see the cop. A whole montage. Holds, he holds the silver bullet tip to the camera. Yeah. And it's dramatic. And then the next scene is them 
getting ready for that night. Kelly, who is the bartender, and the cop have officially been hooking up. Hooking up, kind of. She's like, don't go, just leave with me. They do go out to hunt for this thing, and immediately, like, you can't even clearly tell. The cryptozoologist is, like, sliced in the throat. (laughs) All of them are just immediately dispatched. The brother gets in a couple (laughs) shots and is also slit through the throat. (laughs) But not dead, either of them. Not dead, either of them. They just got cut. And then the sheriff chases the beast into the bar where he believes Kelly is. And then he's like, Kelly, let's get out of here. I shot the beast in the leg. And then it pants to Kelly and she's like, is having the worst period of her life. And not wearing pants. (laughs) (laughs) No, because she's like, if I said I cut myself. Like cleaning up the bar, would you believe me or whatever? She's also not wearing pants though. She's, got, she's like, wearing a, a skirt. Giant... Oh, is that what it was? I yeah, thought like it was a just skirt. a giant plaid shirt. No, she's wearing a mini skirt and her legs like bleeding. Obviously. Either way, she changed really fast because <laughs> Jesus right after. She transformed with clothes on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> she's not a dude werewolf. She has some class. <laughs> <laughs> you just she just grows the hair over the clothes. The hair turns into the clothes. Oh. Yes. Fuck. Animorph style. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback. I haven't read those books in forever. Oh, you want to know another movie that this guy came up with? Lady Scott. What? You know Transformers? Uh-huh. Transmorphers. Transmorphers. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get to make it? Because I would watch it for the laugh. I don't know, but the third one I saw was like a Terminator ripoff too. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> what fun. What a country we live in where you could just live out your dreams like that. (laughs) And this is where we find out that she is the werewolf. This movie is so distracting with bad acting that I did not see this twist coming. (laughs) I'm telling you, everyone comes into the scene to just die. Yeah. The hunters show up out of nowhere and they're like, ah! And they're like running because they got their guns and their orange, like, reflective clothes on. But both of them get killed immediately for some reason. They just showed up to die. Yeah, but before that, I wanted to point out, because Pamela does fucking finally show up. And this just goes to show you how much small town people will believe their own over an outsider. Because the sheriff's literally telling her, like, Kelly's a werewolf. And she shoots him. Because mm-hmm. Kelly's like, no, he's the werewolf. And I knew he was going to be the, yeah. the bulletproof vest thing, obviously. Obviously. Because a werewolf's going to shoot you. eats the cop. Pamela. Yeah. And then that's when she eats the other two hunters. Speaking of out of nowhere, the brother... Comes back out of nowhere. Comes back. Does he shoot her up with the wolf bane? The Ebola virus for werewolves. Oh, yeah. What a reference <laughs> of the time. That I, I think he injected her. In the bar? Yeah, I think he injected her inside. So it weakened her as she still killed everybody. And then the brother comes back and, like, shoots her up with a silver bullet, right? Yes. The hunters, mm-hmm. although showed up unnecessarily, obviously they needed a way to, like, light this thing on fire. So the hunters' only point of showing up was that they had gas in the car. And the one before he gets killed throws gas on top of the werewolf before he dies. And lights are on fire. And lights are on fire. And we get a cool, like, gooey corpse-looking thing. And it's kind of like, you think she's dead, but she comes back from the dead. And attacks them. And then they unload their entire clip in of her. silver bullets and that's how she dies then... but sequel potential Dun-dun. oh yeah this movie <laughs> has so much sequel potential <laughs> they'll bro out not only did the brother survive but the cryptozoologist and the cryptozoologist is giving him like a suitcase full of needles and is like this should get you through the full moon through the next yeah it's like the, the next one's in 16 15 days, days or whatever we'll see you in 17 or yeah like that. What does um, that mean? he comes back human Away from people, not to hurt them, I'm assuming. Oh, so he's like, I'll see you when I'm human again? Yeah, because the sheriff takes him to, like, a cabin where I'm assuming he's going to keep an eye on him. Unload his entire clip into him? Also, <laughs> sexually. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> That's how you made it sound. They're going away for a romantic weekend. <laughs> Unload his clip in him that he trained six months for. With push-ups. Um, oh, that was a He stays behind, but he's also a werewolf. Yeah, because he also got slashed by the werewolf. Yeah, so we got two more werewolves. Guys, you made the sequels. problem worse than solving anything. Right, and the cop's just cool with it. Yeah, it's cool. The entire movie's point is that the cop's trying to stop this, and he's just like, all right, cool, I guess. You know how you stop it? You create two more werewolves. <laughs> and let them live and let your girlfriend die. Yes, hmm. moral of the story. And then the film is dedicated to the people of Wisconsin. Yes, the great state of Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin deserves a better movie. <laughs> oh, hey. They tried. Second Salem loved it. Did they love it? They just told us to watch it. No, again, this movie is just fun because it's terrible. It's going to be probably like one of our least known movies that we cover. But probably our funniest to cover because it's just so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was that. <laughs> what would you rate it? Three. Okay. Three. I'm going to give it a two. Oh, really? Yeah. 2.5. Okay, the kills are good. The kills are good, and it's a fun time. You should go into this if you do end up watching it, knowing that it will not be the best horror movie you've ever seen. It is fun. These cheesy horror films are, like... Super fun to laugh at. They've got some charm. Yeah. But do you want to talk about what scared Loki this week? We ended that so bored. Like, ugh, that was hard. That was brutal. That was so difficult on our part to cover. Yeah. But, yeah, what did scare Loki? The crows. The crow. The birds that were silent, but not silent. <laughs> He's like, I'm not supposed to hear them. I hear them. It, you know, it was funny when we watched the documentary. That guy said that he left the deer out. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the body was there. And then the fog came. And then the deer body was gone. But the entire time that the fog is passing, supposedly while this is going on, there's like a bird in the front that doesn't move at all. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> not scared by the Maybe fog. Maybe the birds are all in on it. You know how there's like a theory that birds are not real, right? The birds work for the bourgeoisie. Do you want to tell us about it? We'll keep an eye out for the crows. I don't like birds either. I'm not a fan. <laughs> You're not a fan of crows? You hate of birds. birds. I don't like them. Crows are fun, though. They're black. No, ravens are black. I mean, crows are black. Crows and yeah. ravens. I don't know anything about animals, okay? Like <laughs> not even their colors. <laughs> yeah. Just like everybody else in this movie. And Wisconsin, apparently. According to this documentary. No, this was just... For fun, for sure. I know in the Suspiria episode, we said we were going to cover Saul, but we had been meaning to cover this movie forever. So Thanks, I think so that's our movie. Yeah, I think that's our movie for next week. Mm -hmm. Finally going to force me to watch it. As always, we hope you guys had a good time here. You can follow us pretty much anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter is Shaken Scared Pod. Send us an email at shakennotscaredpod at gmail.com. You can support the show on Patreon. We'll name our next drink after you with mentions on our website where the drink page will live forever. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, a bunch of others. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. Write a review for the love of God. Yes, please. Please do. <laughs> Vivi pinches me every day we don't. So that we don't get one. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.